Welcome back to the I Don't Know Man podcast. Today I'm joined with a lifelong friend, Ride a Kid, or Riley Hamill, as a lot of you know him. Um, he's a musician who is up and coming. Uh, he has a tape releasing tonight at 10.30 on SoundCloud and on Apple Music and Spotify soon. Uh, Riley, is there anything you want to say to introduce yourself? No, I just want to say shout out Tristan for having me on, and I'm glad that we could finally make this happen, and uh, I'm pretty excited to uh, hop on I Don't Know, man, because uh, we tend to get lost in some pretty good topics, huh? Yeah, um, and instead of an intro song today, we're actually going to be rolling a snippet of one of his songs, so let's go ahead and roll that. Sure. Romo! So my dude on the curb side Say he don't know what else to do That devil in disguise Way these drugs they keep getting abused With it like she no rewinds Seeing things from a bird's eye view Sun gon' shine even when gun shoot Life tastes time Alright, so we're back um, Riley, growing up, we were very close You know, we were uh, We lived a street away We were best friends, I would say uh, How do you think Growing up on Walker shaped you and your music in a way um honestly i know we grew up in Lovell, ohio but where we grew up i mean at the time it was a lot of kids raising kids and a lot of people that you didn't want to be like so i think the biggest thing for me was seeing that at a young age and just knowing that i was different than a lot of the people we were growing up around but also like you can live and grow from those traumatic experiences at a young age but yeah it's weird seeing where a lot of the people that we grew up with ended up and just being grateful for the life that I'm presented with at the moment. So now growing up you were you were very different than you are now. You were a very shy kid and you were very introverted. Um what how did you change? Like what made you change so much? Honestly, I think I was introverted and like kinda weird to like third grade. I started playing sports and shit, started playing football. I think just like acquiring myself to sports honestly helped pull me away from being like introverted and weird but I definitely kept that art side to me because I remember at a young age that was all I was really wanting to focus on was like watch cartoons and anime and then draw and do that type shit so I guess definitely sports and just like growing up and meeting different people man take you down different avenues so part of life yeah I don't want to say that your brothers are dumb in a way because they're not they're very street smart but you're very book smart if i remember correctly you actually yeah. got offered to skip a grade around the third grade i want to say what what makes you so much like you're almost a polar opposite growing up than them yeah i think that was the coolest thing though it was like growing up with two brothers that are both different in their own ways but also like really different than me and you just got to see it through man like everybody's got their differences and it'll just make you a better person when you're able to uh understand and get to know people of different backgrounds and personality traits and stuff like that but uh man i forget what the fuck i was just gonna say if <laughs> it's all right <laughs> it's the point of this you know you don't know yeah i don't know man <laughs> um so g growing up around, you know, Loveland in the area, it's it's not a hard life, but it's definitely 
harder than some i would say yeah 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 i mean it's not i'm not trying to be somebody i'm not like loveland ohio is what it is and that's where i'm from and i'll always I'll always say that but i've also lived a lot of different places in cincinnati i mean my dad always moved around and i've had grandparents in different places too and family in different places so i've definitely got around and got to see it for what it is but i mean cincinnati's its own place aside from the suburb in loveland ohio where people get caught up in a bubble you drive a couple miles down the street and i mean it's as real as it gets. There's there's real struggle here. There's also like big money here, and you you get the best of both worlds, man. I mean, it's a place that it's easy to get caught up here and stay here forever. But I mean, my eyes are elsewhere at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, you're from a very deep line of Lovelanders, though. Like, yeah, I'm the original. You're related to the original founders, actually, of Loveland. Yeah, somewhere somewhere through the uh, family tree, we've been here for definitely a minute, and that was another weird thing going through school, when you got so much family and extended relatives, like, all pushing for you to do some type of thing, and they want you to be this, or, I don't know, man, and I was always getting into trouble and shit, so that kind of sat me aside from, I guess, the rest of them. Everybody wants you to be, I mean, especially just with my family tree, like, wants to be an athlete or something like that. I got an uncle... I mean, he's one of few pro athletes out of uh, Loveland, Ohio. Shout out to uh, Jackson Hayes, Adam Engel, the other ones that made their way. But, yeah, I mean, Loveland's got some good people to it. Had a small town feel for a minute. I feel like it's starting to distance itself a little bit. But, yeah, old Loveland is definitely, like, embedded in my family tree for sure. Now, you mentioned your uncle, Matt Hamill, and did you ever feel like you had a legacy to live up to with him yeah I, I remember being super young just like watching my uncle contend on like the ultimate fighter and fighting all those ufc legends like he went up against bisbing he was fighting i mean he fought rampage jackson he fought john jones so it was cool just being young i did i don't think i understood it completely till i got older seeing like how large scale he really was but i remember going everywhere with him like when he was balling and just like people coming up for pictures people coming up just like flexing on and throwing their fists up like knowing what he was about and it was cool to see but yeah i remember like my uncle every time he'd come into town when he was living in upstate new york would take me and my brothers pull up to the signs that are all around loveland like matthew hamill three-time division whatever national champion in wrestling he'd be like follow your dreams never give up like if you got something in mind like go for it and that definitely rubbed off because i mean i got other family members that weren't as successful and definitely like have struggled a little bit so it was cool to see somebody uh just be a uh black sheep a little bit and set themselves aside especially being hearing impaired and having some uh stuff stacked against them it's cool to see somebody persevere and be something now um this is a question i love to talk about do you believe that your uncle should have won the fight against john jones i mean no he that's a dub in john jones book but it's cool to see the number but and <laughs> it, like the joe rogan interview where they're bringing it up and they're like matt hamill is headbutting john jones elbow <laughs> and shit like that like that stuff's super funny it's mimi but at the same time bro kudos to you for getting in the ring at 30 years old with a 23 year old john jones who's like arguably one of the greatest ufc fighters of all time minus the cocaine addiction you know what i mean yeah i would definitely put him up there yeah, and he fought. He went sure. three rounds with Rampage Jackson with a torn rotator cuff. Like fought Alexander Gufferson two fights before he took a national championship. Rich Franklin, UFC legend. Like beat Keith Jardine, UFC legend. Like he he fought a lot of good people, man. That's it's crazy to just be able to say you did that. And he doesn't even talk about it like that. Now he's committed to his kids, like trying to train Liam. So he's got other things in mind. But it's it's cool to just keep growing and be able to 
experience those things and build perspective off being a pro athlete and then having to settle down and live a normal lifestyle again but it shows his person yeah he even fought i remember we had a big like block party when he fought tito ortiz yeah because he, it was a huge deal. yeah he uh, yeah tito ortiz was his trainer in uh ultimate fighter season three and tito ortiz came out talking hella shit trying to get the money up and uh yeah, my uncle whooped Tito, took him down. Most <laughs> UFC takedowns for a minute till Daniel Cormier came through late heavyweight and started wrestling everybody. But yeah, uh, that was that was crazy. I do remember that block party. I remember how hyped that was that he beat Tito Ortiz. And I think it's so crazy that MMA and like uh, mixed martial artists pushed Tito so hard for the sport still just because of like him fighting through pride or whatever else. But he really like isn't anybody crazy, honest to God. Like I would, I, I knew my uncle for a minute was trying at a second Tito Ortiz fight, but I don't know. I don't really got much respect for Tito just because he always used to like at the end of his career was definitely pretty uh, neglective towards somebody that he had once been so close with. You know what I mean? Yeah, the only respect I have for Tito is what he's actually done for the sport and building up other organizations and kind of because as of right now, UFC kind of has a monopoly on the yeah. whole fighting um, going to he did Pride, which UFC now owns, but he also did uh, I'm not I, I'm blanking on it, but Strike Force was it Strike Force? Strike Force was for a minute. I don't know. Who There's so he? many. I mean, now with MMA, man, it used to be illegal in so many different states. Like, it's it's pretty much, like, there's so many uh, lower-budget organizations that are trying to push people. And a lot of the people that fight in the UFC have had 20, 30 unprofessional fights prior to even stepping in a professional octagon. So it just goes to show with anything, man. There's a process behind it. It mm. doesn't just happen overnight. You don't just get there and walk out and you're fighting in the UFC. Like, yeah. a lot of people got wrestling backgrounds or whatever, Brazilian jiu-jitsu backgrounds. Like, you got to train for that. It's, it's, you know, it's a long way from the top for sure. Does it ever, now that Liam's going into it, does it ever worry you a little bit about him and his uh, mental health or anything like that not really I think uh I mean I hate to sound like this man but we've been fighting forever we were wrestling as little kids we were always fighting like we grew up beating the fuck out of each other me Xander and Liam uh a lot of older kids I mean I feel like Liam's ready for it he's that type of person that could probably go day in and day out trying to hurt people so I mean <laughs> if it floats his boat and he's got a dream and he believes in himself like definitely run with it that's my whole take on everything now does he does he get to jump up a ring already because of his last name or what's going on with that? I don't know, man. I uh I know that there's people in the city that have been around my uncle for a pretty long time, period of time when he went through his ups and downs with the sport and they're all buying into him, so it's cool to see that. It's uh it's definitely a, a shoe to fill and a legacy to live up to, but I mean, what's meant to be will be. I would love to see him chase after that for sure. Yeah, and he's had very different career paths in the past six months from what I know. At first, he was going to go play at Akron for football, and then that fell through, and then the whole COVID thing happened, and wrestling wasn't really an option. Honestly, God, man, Liam's one of the freakiest athletes I know. He's always been a freaky athlete. Like, I, I've played sports. Like, I played at Loveland, whatever. I played football, like joked around with volleyball but like I was never just like thinking to myself like man I'm a crazy athlete like yeah I was getting pushed on me to go play college football but at the same time I knew that wasn't where I, my heart was and shit and Liam I just think uh, Loveland at the moment and I hate to talk on Loveland but 
they definitely uh, need to get some stuff right because the coaches that are in position make a lot of kids look the other way and don't even want to buy into a program because they take it too serious when it's not that it's not even that fun anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coaches are more involved than anything. But away from that, man, I think Liam is one of the best running backs Loveland's ever had. I, I played with him and he put up numbers on a team that really wasn't that good. So kudos to him. But yeah, his senior year, I got my senior year cut short for some bullshit and so did he. But it's the way life goes. You just pick your head up and keep moving. There, nobody owes you an explanation for anything. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Switching away back onto you, um, you're studying fashion design right now at Ohio University. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with your goals of becoming a rapper, do you see yourself, instead of dropping merch, dropping, like, fashion lines? I mean, yeah. I My end goal with everything, aside from posting music and whatever else, is, like, I'm not a one-trick pony. I know that I can spin multiple different plates. And, like, being a well-rounded creative is my end goal with if I'm going to stay at a four-year university, that's my end goal is, like, knowing what I'm talking about and being about more than one thing. Don't just put all your eggs in one basket. And, like, fashion design, fashion, color, like, whatever art itself is something that I've always been into and fashion is a way I like to express myself and I also think I have a different take on fashion because there's a lot of people that get into it and just like when you go to a fine art school you'll learn that a lot of people are very introverted and to themselves and also are set on different things like yeah they might be a fashion designer but they might be more into the merchandising or like drawing aspect of things or maybe even just like only women's clothing or like you know what I mean only outdoor like people really specify what they want and that it's it's practice man everybody's got their own practice it's the mindset and the uh approach you take to whatever you're trying to get done and uh that that changes with every person so so do you when you see like an artist come out with merch or a fashion line shout out martin miyaka though martin miyaka uh him and my cousin trev and they got a fashion brand going martin miyaka by martin miyaka i've been watching it grow since it was space by space and uh it's cool to definitely see that whole thing take off. And he's a uh, independent artist, never went to school doing his thing. And I'm down there a lot with all them, seeing what they're getting into. And it's rubbing off on me, man. Not, like after this tape drops, I'm going to be spending a lot of time focusing on uh, clothes and just like building a portfolio. So I'm excited. Um, back to what I was saying, though. I, um, do you When you see an artist drop like merch instead of a clothing line, do you almost disrespect it because they're just taking their art from their album and putting it on a t-shirt or do you no what's your opinion upon that man honestly get it how you can it's not about how you get it it's if you got it like hustling's hustling you gotta you gotta find a way and i mean if you're if somebody's fucking with your project then i mean buy their merch whatever support that artist in whatever way you can if you're really if you're really supporting that person but secondly it's not about what's on the merch like people will know good from bad if if you want to wear that thing you'll buy that thing but i think some people get a little over their heads and start throwing out merch too early or throwing out just a bunch of stuff that they paid some artists to do for them that's pretty half-assed and like my whole thing is staying true like i'd rather do my own merch and do it all by myself than have some middleman in between trying to fit a picture for me that i don't even you know it's like there's trial and error between everything bro that's merch is i mean it's gonna change i know people i've i've gone to a lot of concerts bro people that had fire merch one tour and came back two years later and it's been shitty so it's like it just depends man and like also just right now with fashion and clothing in general everybody 
everybody's trying to do it especially with making music everyone's trying to do it but not a lot of people really got that eye for it or the commitment to it they say they're about it but they're really not and when it comes to clothes you see a lot of people just prematurely try and do a mass quantity so for example guitar boys archive i bought some pants off them took nine months to get there and i was pressing them and i had to file a claim to get the pants they're a big brand they do stuff like they're close with martin they're close with made in tokyo like other artists that are popping and stuff uh 24k golden i know they put him on whatever and it's ran by uh della west della west i've couldn't get a hold of him he finally sent him shout out him but uh bro they they do these these drops where they don't even have that many pants and they just it's pretty much just money fraud bro they just have all these people pay to a a, a zelle account or some, a paypal and then just get all the money back door and they travel and that's how that shit goes it's crazy man because social media is uh it's a gift and a curse and with the whole clothing and streetwear and uh, fashion industry. You see all these people push, 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 but a lot of the times it's a front, bro. Like, there's not much behind that, and you just can't get lost in that and always just, like, remember that a lot of the stuff you see on social media and a lot of these brands aren't, aren't what they, they try and push themselves to be. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, do you – so I would say Kanye started that whole fashion line as an artist thing. Kanye is a huge influencer. He's definitely one of the biggest influencers of the 21st century. But you can't forget about, like, the whole Japan, like, Neptunes, Pharrell, Nigo, Bape, BBC push. Because, like, yeah, there was streetwear, there was Supreme, and there was Palace, and whatever else. Adidas did their thing, Nike collabed, or, and you got, like, the New York shops popping up. But at the same time, like... Pharrell was the one who came came through and really switched it up. You look at 07, 08, 09 pop culture. Everyone's rocking full bait fits. Everyone's rocking old billionaire boys club. Like that's that's what was in, bro. And it was just the material. It was the quality and like the the limited supply that made you want to get it. They kind of started that. Jordan, especially like in the early two thousands, like they they still had like good promotion behind their stuff. They were still doing commercials and like it wasn't so uh commercialized and like every release is a general release now like I, I i love shoes man and i'll cop some and i'll just be like underwhelmed because like the quality isn't there anymore and it's just like i don't know you see things change and fashion is one of those things that i definitely want to keep quality within and a lot of people just like sell themselves short in it and they just they're in it to make the money versus like the actual again practice behind it and uh the craftsmanship so yeah, you have very strong opinions upon this. I didn't think it would be so deep, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you see like a lot of artists now collabing instead. I just recently got the J. Cole Dreamers, and they're pretty good quality. I wouldn't say like they're the best, but they're not the worst. Um, do you do you like more when an artist collabs with a company or when they start their own like? Like I know, I haven't seen that. What? It, who did J Cole collab with? Puma. Nice. Yeah, Puma's doing a good job, really trying to push back up. Whoever's in like a creative director spot there, they know what they're doing. You got to get people of like that have image to push your stuff. That's why Nike is still relevant. They lost Kanye. They picked up Drake. Like, okay, they got yeah. they got crazy athletes behind it. You got to have people to market that, and that's the hardest part about today with social media and with the internet is the marketing aspect of things. Like, you could be a really good whatever man, but like. You're just lost in the other thousands of people trying to do what you're trying to do. So it's like you really just got to push yourself to get out there and like expose yourself to that, I guess. Now, I know you have very strong opinions upon social media as well. And you've been reading a lot, and as you told me before. But what are your – are you trying to stay off or are you – 
it's tough man because like with social media i do have people that i hold and it's weird but this is with everybody like you have relationships with certain people that you don't see on a daily basis but you stay connected through social media and i had instagram deleted for a little bit for a couple months trying to just like get off that and i'll delete whatever here and there but I always found my way back to social media, which is the saddest part. But yeah, I've just been trying to disconnect and expand my brain. I've been making a lot of music these last couple months, and I only posted seven songs on this upcoming tape that I'm about to post. But I have a lot of music just like stored away, just like trying to leave people wanting more and get a test in there to see what people are really fucking with. And, you know, it's uh, I keep losing train of thought, though, but it's, it's good dope. Um... <laughs> um but you as an artist you um it's almost a double-edged sword because when you get off social media you're more productive but you're also probably losing some interest as well definitely yeah that's funny you say that i actually was off instagram for two months came back on i'd lost like 20 followers and it's like whatever that's like that's another thing that's the misconception with life people get caught up in that shit for real and like when you get a like on your phone, it boosts the serotonin in your brain. Like, it's scientifically proven that as, as soon as you see that, like, oh, that person's like, they like my pit. It sends people, like, I mean, you get a buzz from it. You know what I mean? It's weird. And uh, really right now I'm just trying to live, bro. I'm trying to live a little. I'm trying to surround myself with real people that I don't got to sit there and uh, worry about them talking about or sneak to whatever, bro. Just being genuine and uh, accepting and understanding. That's the That's the problem with today's society is nobody's really understanding anymore everyone's so entitled to their opinion it starts with ego i mean they got all these bricks built up in front of them and they can't even take a few down to look and listen to the next person man but that's why you just you love yours you find your people and you steer straight you know what i mean yeah um so you came back and you lost 20 followers did did that impact you in any way because nah. it's the I want to get into the like science behind it because there was a recent documentary that I watched about how Facebook and Instagram actually. Instagram and Facebook will actually they built it so it's addictive. Um, it's which obviously it sounds nefarious, but it's what makes a business a good business is being able to keep your consumer coming back right but it's the report showed that like it's caused so much more anxiety in people social media has and uh depression throughout our whole society and especially in young girls oh yeah that's that's an obvious i actually yeah that's that's funny you say that because i stay talking to my mom about my six-year-old sister and uh, I look at things a lot differently ever since she came into my life. And it's just crazy, man, the way that women are objectified. Objective, is that the word? Objecti- obje- objectified. Objectified in our society and just like how uh, you can get on social media and pretty much just see a girl's nudes just on every account. Now they're selling nudes with OnlyFans. And like, it's just weird to see where everything goes, man. But yeah, social media is a dark place. You can get down a wormhole and it'll take you on a complete weird spinoff that you didn't think was possible, but it's always there. And it's the weirdest part, man. And yeah, uh, social media definitely causes anxiety and depression that's an obvious but it's because people set themselves to these unrealistic standards and sit there scrolling for 10 12 hours a day watching all this stuff seeing people have this and that and then they 
automatically assume they should have those things and be in those places when they're not putting in any legwork to even get those places. They're just wanting. And that's another thing. We're disconnected because nobody knows how to work for things anymore. Everyone wants the, the golden ticket or the silver spoon and the handout just laid in their lap. And it's like nobody really wants to just go be about it anymore. And that's the saddest part. Like, I don't come from much. And I've seen my mom hustle and I've seen my dad fucking go through hell and back but what you learn is just like what you put in you get out good and bad like this this life's a circle man if there's a bad time in your life like there's good coming you just gotta stay up and push through but yeah social media gets you lost sometimes man setting yourself to again those unrealistic standards it's just like you just gotta log off sometimes man and look at what you do have look yourself in the mirror and just be appreciative of the life that me and you and whoever else has man because there's a lot of bad stuff going on out there right now I think what people forget is they're whenever they look at someone's ins- Instagram post or whatever, they're like, oh, my God, they're so happy. But you're never going to post a picture of you being upset in your room. Right. You only post the good side. And that's what people fail to realize. It's like they post once a this Instagram model posts once a day. But what is she doing? The yeah, rest but you of take Instagram day? away and that Instagram model is not even a model anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah, all these girls, it's like no income. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's so crazy, man. It's a, it's such a weird time to be alive, but it, it comes down to these little talks like this that are going to rub off on the next person. Not what you post on social media, but how you said it's usually happy. I know a lot of times I look at social media and I find it like really dark. You see a lot of stuff that you'll see people getting killed, people getting raped, like whatever, people getting uh, just like racial injustice, whatever. Like right now, a bunch of political stuff, people at each other's necks thinking they have the answers. It's like, I see a lot of bad on social media and also a lot of people confess their whole life or post pictures like people on Facebook all the time post I'm here I'm I'm at Macy's I'm I'm in the bathroom it's just like what do you do like why do you have to tell everybody where you're at and especially <laughs> like, like why are you at Macy's day, like yeah. yeah that's your first mistake you're shopping at Macy's but I don't know man it's it's, it's a weird time but hopefully uh there comes a time where we say as human beings like we need to slow down with technology and actually become human again because right now it's just it's night of the walking dead I think we agree on that, but I think the rest of society is going the opposite way. Yeah. I mean, you see uh, Elon Musk just put the neuron or the nanochip in a pig's brain, and it's going to be soon to be yeah. put in a human. And that's that's getting exposed to the public now, but, I mean, a lot of this stuff has came and went and been done for 20, 30 years. The technology, you see all these UFO sightings, and I hate to be the alien <laughs> conspiracist <laughs> dude, but... Uh, all these UFC, UFO sightings popping up everywhere. And it's like the government, I think at this point has like that technology, like those vessels that are actually like UFO formed or whatever. The the Nazis were like back in World War Two were actually like found with a lot of just like test runs at UFO type, uh, like flying objects, I guess. And uh, NASA was pretty much a cover up for Nazi scientists to come to the United States post well, yeah. World War II. Yeah, we took all the sci- best scientists because right. we wanted to beat Russia. Yeah, and the head of NASA, the original head of NASA, was actually a top general in the Nazi army. So weird. It, which is crazy to think about because you know we're we hate Nazis, you know all this, but we're bringing them in and. Man, a lot of people just hate, hate, and I'm not saying I support, not at all. No, I'm, I'm not pro near or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, it's a lot of people don't do the research and don't look past the headline and unfortunately are very miseducated. So that's where you just got to beg to differ with people and accept and just, or fuck, man, maybe not even give them that time of day because some people are so far gone that it's not even worth giving your time to, you know what I mean? 
I don't I don't ever think that because um, I think anybody is able to come back, but you can't. At some point, I agree. It, there, it's just idiocracy right. or yeah. ignorance yeah. and not wanting to listen. Right. Um, but I'm for that's everyone having their own views and everything. Exactly. But at some point, like if you're too left or too right, it's yeah. just you're off the deep end. Yeah, and that's not even coming down to left or right or politics, man. Some people just really don't get it. They're just they're not even living, man. They're not even in tune with. They're so lost, and it, it comes down to like just them and what they believe, and they can't see anybody's. And that's why we're in the time that we're in right now, and that's why there's such a great divide. There's probably a majority of people that do understand that nobody has and we're all here to get whatever but then there are the uh the not the small percentage because you see what's going on in our country right now but the people that i guess instigate these situations so you just turn the tv off man and try and just make a difference with your interactions and the way you present yourself to those situations you know what i mean yeah I think you just ha- always have to keep an open mind no matter what it is. For sure. Um, definitely, like, obviously not an open mind to everything. Like, have an open mind, but then you have to shut it down, Yeah, have your own, like, moral uphold and, like, yeah. what you value. Yeah, for sure. Like, you can still have your own beliefs or whatever, but you don't... There's just people that try and push, push, push. Yeah, push their beliefs onto you, and it's like... I c- I don't need to buy into this because I still have, I'm still me, you know, I'm still going to do what I want to do and think what I want to think. Like I, I'm open to listen, but at the same time, like you don't got me there. Like I'll know. always respect anybody's opinion, but I don't, that doesn't mean I have to agree. Right. Exactly. Which is a thing I think we don't do enough today. Not at all. Um, especially like deplatforming and stuff like that. I, it really bothers me because I mean, I believe anybody should be able to say whatever they want. Um, but you should be able to deal with those consequences, but I don't think you should have to ever not be able to speak. Yeah. I Man, it's so weird. Like, say what you want for sure, but there was too many times going through school where I'd get suspended for saying what I wanted to say, and it's just like, I don't know. People are... There's always going to be authority and power, and... A lot of those people aren't really even in the position to make those decisions and it's it's what kind of throws our system on a wild goose chase man because i don't know i know that the people and this just goes out for whoever but my take on this is i don't know a lot of people that grow up wanting to be cops but the ones i do know like you know what i mean they have a they have a stereotype to them and i hate sounding like that i'm gonna get all the blue lives matter people coming at me but I've never once in my life looked at myself and said I want to be in charge of a bunch of other people and enforce laws upon other people. But there's people that wake up every day, throw a badge on and go out there and harass and kill people. So I don't know. Yeah, but there are also people who do it because they want to protect and they want to serve their community. And that's another thing. You definitely need like being if you live down in the city in Cincinnati, you you want a police force. You don't want to defund and just disband the police, because if that happened, it'd be all anarchy. I'm not saying like, oh, fuck the police or whatever, but I am saying that there should be more of a um, accountability. Yeah, accountability. And also just like. You gotta, you gotta really put a little more in to become a police officer. It's actually pretty easy. Like I know kids I went to school with a couple of years ago that are already police officers within police. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I know who you're talking about as yeah, well. Yeah, and it's just like I know those people, and I know that they're at heart really not even that good of a person. Yet they're now in the position to change somebody's whole life, depending on 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I believe in defunding in a way, if you let me explain, um, to defund a little to, because I think cops have to deal with too much right now. Um, I think they should never be sent out on a mental health call or they should never be sent out on something that's not like violent or needing a police presence. So I believe you should defund them maybe a little and then invest into uh, mental health experts to send on those calls. Uh, But that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, there's definitely healthy alternatives to certain situations, not needing the severeness of a whole police force to show up and uh, address the situation. But unfortunately, we live in a generation where people jump the gun and look to call the police almost over almost everything. And it's sometimes just kind of scary to me because it's when will you just take accountability into your own hands when there will come a time where there's no police around and so say you have to defend yourself or you have to uh just make something happen man it's like a lot of people are so dependent on just dependent like that's where i'm going with this man and it's i don't know i don't know man i don't know man (laughs) it's almost scary how people are that's their number one go-to you know yeah um not to use the meme, but the Karens. Yeah, and the, the domestic yeah. terrorist Karens. I had one. I, I had some lady tell me my dog smelled like weed. She came up petting him. Is this a burner doodle? Oh, my gosh. He so, like, takes a whiff out of his head. And she goes, he smells like pot. And I was like, yeah, well, we just we hotboxed in the car. Like, I'm, we do this often. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know why you just thought you could come up and start telling me how my dog. Like, she got all weird about it. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, why does this dog smell like? I was like, why are you so? I just, I don't even know you. You just came up to me on a random trail. I'm walking my dog. Like, I just burned. What's, I don't know. People are weird. Sometimes they just get out. They're out of pocket and they get out of place. And that's another thing. Everybody's in everybody's business. And it goes back to social media. You think you know somebody because you see their account and you follow them. When at the same time, that's not real life. Like a lot of people see me on social media and might know of me, but don't really know me. Like we have a genuine relationship. If someone asked about you, you could speak on me from a genuine standpoint. My name gets thrown in the mix on so much stuff that they don't even really know me enough to talk about me. So it's like, it's weird the way, and not only me, a lot of people. And that goes for every everything like again people are just uneducated and jump the gun they they make preconceived assumptions and it's just like where we've where where we're at now man a lot of people just talk a lot of talk with very little research behind it and it makes you just like not even again want to give them that time yeah definitely um i kind of want to switch topics and go more on to you as we're coming to for sure uh a close here almost not we still got 15 20 minutes but um you one of the things i most respect about you lately is you paid out of pocket for your college tuition even though your i believe your parents offered to pay no uh am i wrong about that situation yeah my mom i mean my parents don't really got the money for to send me to college right now but yeah i went out there and i've been i've been working hard since i've always found a way to make money i've been working hard since i was a little kid but uh Secondly, yeah, I went to college. I didn't I didn't really take a loan out to the second semester. I paid my first eight grand of college by myself and was there and it was cool. And I roomed with somebody that I knew prior to high school and we had a great time. And like, even though that college got cut short, like I'm glad that I went and I got to experience it. And uh, I went to Ohio University. It was a great time. And uh, yeah, just no regrets, you know? No regrets at all? Not even one letter. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Are, do you see yourself coming back once COVID is over? Yeah, if COVID were over and school were to go back to how it was and uh, there weren't the mask mandate and all that stuff, I would most definitely go back to school. But at the moment, I'm just trying to focus on myself as an artist and build my relationships and be there for the people that need me and just uh, see where life takes me. So um, getting into your music, we just listened to the whole tape maybe three times today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's... A, it's really good. Uh, you guys should check it out on SoundCloud. I'll leave the link in the description of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it comes out at 10.30 tonight, so maybe a couple hours after this podcast. Heck um, yeah. So one thing I noticed when listening to it, your rap like voice um, is a much higher octave than your regular voice. Is there a reason you do that? Yeah, so a lot of people don't know that I can actually sing pretty well. So a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, why does he do so much auto-tune? But it's like, I can portray my voice in the ways I want it to. So uh, I've been singing a lot more as of recently, trying to become comfortable. My last show, I did a song, it was a singing song that I used to be, I guess I was at one point stage fright because I had never really had a stage presence. But I mean, couple times on stage I feel like I, I acquired to it got acquired to it but um what were we just talking about what were you asking me uh your voice oh yeah the, my voice yeah it's not really that auto-tuned honestly god I got good people behind what I'm doing and I don't really rely on the auto-tune that much but when you hear that high-pitched stuff just know that's actually me singing and the people that are actually around me when I'm making this music could could vouch for me and tell you that yeah he's he's just actually singing that stuff but um as of recently I've been really starting to find my sound in different pockets where I like my voice. And also my whole thing on music is I never want to stick to one flow. So if you were to go through my whole uh, discography of music, you'll see that I always switch it up and I don't reuse lyrics and I stay true. And uh, I write about what's current to me. And a lot of people don't even know what's current to me because I got a pretty close knit circle. But at the same time, uh, everybody will always be hitting me up like, oh, is this about, is this about her? Is this about him or this and that? And it's like, if you, if it's about you, you probably know it's about you. Like the people that are in my life right now know who it's about and I'll let them know. And it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, my music stands as a representation of where I was in life. All this stuff will be so much cooler in perspective. Yeah, it's cool right now. And like, I appreciate those who support me because I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't have people behind it. But secondly, uh, Man, I keep losing train of thought. It's unfortunate. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Big gas. <laughs> so kind of talk through gen your general uh, inspiration for this. Uh, my general tape. inspiration. So leading off the last couple of tapes, right now I'm just looking to uh, build my my music catalog and I like how it is on SoundCloud. I like that I have music from the time I was 16 to the time I'm 20 years old on there. I like the underground feel. I like the low keyness. I like that people have to look for it and there's people that meet me and I'll never even tell somebody if, if it's just me out and about that I make music. It's like, I want to meet you as a person first and I'd rather you genuinely look into my music just based off my interaction with me to, me to you, you know what I mean? Versus there's too many people that make music and they're just pushing it down your throat. It's like they have all their stuff on all platforms and it's their first tape and it's not even that good. Like you're not even you're like you're rapping on youtube beats and you don't even got a good mix it's like what are you doing man but uh enough of that it's just um man I your inspiration for the track or for the the yeah my tape. i'm sorry y'all uh my inspiration for this tape is honestly just where i'm at right now secondly uh i've became i mean i've i've had a 
pretty cool last two years a lot of growing um done a lot seen a lot met a lot of cool people different people and the whole time i've been making music i've been being me and i've been my inspiration is just like telling where i'm at telling my stories and also just like making something that you can actually listen to and appreciate and understand that's my inspiration i listened to a lot of mac as a recently oh Wiz as a recently that's my inspiration uh and right now it's just trying to build it up man everything's just a stone in the road um this is just another tape like i said i got a bunch of music i'm waiting to drop i'm working on visuals my dude's stone tall uh those will be cool and right now i'm just trying to be consistent so that's that's the theme of this tape and the inspiration is just consistency and looking to uh show where i'm at does what does consistency mean to you as an artist does it mean drop a tape every six months or does it mean drop a track every month? Or what's your level of consistency? Consistency to me, again, just goes to being true to you. Like making music that you know you like and uh, other people can relate to. But secondly, like consistency, if you put time stamps on it, you're going to stress yourself out. Like you're going to get anxious. You're going to want stuff to happen at certain times. And that's just not the way life works. So consistency is just like persevering and being able to get through on all the tedious little uh bullshit but then also just being able to uh still create and be still moving and inspiring and just striving to be better i guess that's consistency to me like i got a lot of songs that i didn't put on this tape or the last tape or the tape before that that are just sitting in a file that i've spent money to get made and whatever else but bro just know that scared money doesn't make money and it's all part of the process consistency is key like if you can keep an effort at every or whatever you choose to do man like uh if you're a dentist man like consistency being there for your like you're a good dentist you know what i mean like this dude's always it, it's whatever man it doesn't even have to be music or being an artist it's just being there most of the time and like coming in with the uh the mindset to win a lot of people just like yeah you might be there but you're not even really like trying to trying to make the most of it a lot of people aren't even present bro and right now is all we have so earlier you mentioned about being on all platforms and we just made the jump to get you know we did it. Uh, I helped you with it, obviously. Yep. Um, Thank you. Uh, to get onto Spotify, Apple Music, and a couple other, I believe. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that you're ready for this, or was? Yeah, this uh, this this body of music that I've put together is definitely ready for all streaming platforms. I want a lot of people to hear it. I think it fits in. Like I've through the time of making it, I'll listen to certain songs and I'll think that this song complements it. So it'll be cool to see people put it into playlists or like play it and be like, it reminds me of this, this. And that's the coolest part, bro, is like being for music, man. It's just, it's the way you, ex someone expresses themselves. Other people can relate to it. it. People feel for it. And it's, it's cool to be able to create something that people support while also being able to uh, actually understand and uh, identify with. Yeah, so... Are you thinking about back cataloging the rest of your stuff or are you going to keep it on just honestly SoundCloud? i'm going to stay pretty consistent on soundcloud these next couple months i'm looking to start traveling like i'll post stuff here and there up to all platforms but if you're really looking to hear what i'm doing it's going to be a lot of soundcloud I, like i said i like the low keyness i like people having to look for it and that might be a bad thing but 
I mean, I've had so many people come to me over this whole COVID break. People are like, oh my gosh, post your stuff on TikTok. Like, you need to do this and that and this. And, and everybody always has the answers and tries to know what's best for you, bro. But it's like, I don't even want to blow up on TikTok if I'm being honest, because I'm just not that person. And I don't even want to blow up on some Instagram video because I'm just not that person. I'd rather blow up on some actual genuine stuff. I've had people present themselves to me after shows. So say the one at Arts on the Ave when all my friends were there and, uh, whatever i headlined for the first time i was 18 years old i rocked that shit out after i had the dude who ran the place telling me like yo i've been here here and here and i've seen a lot of people perform and you got it and like let me do this for you and this and that people are going to try and get in the way bro but just just stay true to you and know, like believe in yourself that's the biggest thing man i'm not even going to backtrack that catalog just because like i want people in a couple years to hear where i'm at and be like man like where did this start because it didn't happen overnight and they'll look back and see stuff from the time i was 16 17 18 and it's weird seeing how certain people that you start started this stuff with fall through and fall off but it's just part of it man it's consistency like are you gonna stay bought into this are you gonna actually want this for yourself and and today man a lot of people give up early and it's unfortunate but that's why I think I'm different than a lot of these people so you saying that actually made me think about something kids by Mac Miller was recently released to all streaming platforms what are your thoughts upon that i love the two bonus tracks back in the day and uh what was the other one back in the day and oh it's gonna bother me but <laughs> i love that i love kids that was definitely an early inspiration to me shout out mac miller i know some people sometimes are like oh this sounds like mac miller it's like thank you like i'm not trying to sound like mac miller whatsoever but i definitely have like a large appreciation for him and he's an artist that i've learned that especially in cincinnati a lot of people in the city don't even listen to mac miller don't know nothing by mac miller so it's 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 cool that i've watched him and grown with max music and can relate it to so many different points in my life and like RIP but yeah he's definitely one of my top artists of the of my lifetime and uh yeah he definitely is going to live on through kids live on through his whole ca his catalog is so deep man it runs crazy but my favorite tape by Mac will forever be uh faces uh I'm more of a watching movies type person love watching movies too yeah he but, killed that <laughs> um same thing with faces like if faces came out on spotify and apple music but that's the beauty of it problem with it yeah that's what? what they did with kids right but like that's the beauty of faces is that it's a it's an underground tape it's a tape like all his delusional thomas stuff like all his uh the whole tape that he, he didn't even release that with pharrell yeah like yeah. that whole thing that he didn't even release I can't think of the name on that right now, but I it had it kind of had like a similar like faces artwork to it too. It was meant to be underground, and that's the coolest part, bro. Like I like when people keep it low key and don't push it down your throat. And it's like you got a couple songs to you, and that's all you got. They got a video. They got like uh, this is the only song on their platform, and this is all they're pushing. And it's like I can't buy into that, bro, because I'm not, I'm just not that person. Like I want to see. I want to see it all. I want to see you make videos while also making music while also like you can do it, man. I'm, I'm trying to be a renaissance, man. I'm also trying not to uh, buy into the fact that you can't do it by yourself. I, I, I tell myself every day I don't need nobody but myself because I'm going to make it happen. I got a group around around me right now that are fucking workhorses, bro. Everyone's doing their own thing, but they also have like in mind that if one of us pops, we all pop like we're all going. So it's cool to see, man. It's cool. Just like building those relationships over the past couple of years was something that was so foreign to me when I first started yeah um but back to the question like so they release it after his his death obviously um they release kids to all streaming platforms um it, it kind of bothers me now thinking about it because if he wanted that done he obviously could have had that done exactly. easily exactly um 
Yeah, I don't know. I think Max family would probably take that up, and he had a lot of people close to him. His team was pretty close knit. I know it's pretty family first and stuff like that. He kept it close, so I'm sure that they made the decision. That, and there's a lot of fans that I mean, it's whatever. It's a streaming platform, but some people are really like that man. They stay. They're like, I only listen to Spotify. Or I only listen to Apple Music. Like Riley, I heard you're pretty good, but I can't listen to your stuff because I, I just can't take the time out of my social media filled day to download an app that takes two seconds. And like, if you were if you were really wanting to hear it, you could. But uh, yeah, SoundCloud's free, by the way, and it's uh, Ride a Kid, R H Y D A K A I D. If you're ever looking to search it two up, two eyes. Yeah, two eyes. I'm looking to switch that name eventually. I've been thinking a lot, but I know when it's when it's the perfect time, it'll happen. So, um, so we just pushed all your stuff to new platforms. Um, with the way you're sounding, it almost sounds like you want to keep low key until you're perfect, but. Do you ever feel like you'll ever be perfect in a way with your music? My whole thing right now, man, is I think the perfect music will come when it's just me making my own music. Through these last couple of years, I've been dabbling around with producing and like seeing my friends make beats all day, every day, and seeing them mix and master and know their way throughout it. I got friends going to school for whatever, like music and cinema, and seeing them all around it. And I'm just, I'm honestly dabbling with everything right now, but I think the perfect music will come when it's me producing my own music, me recording my own music, me mixing my own music, when it's just me for me. I think that'll be my best music. So... And I wish I had a date to tell you when that'll happen. And but no, I was going to ask, uh, how do you get to that point? Stay, stay consistent, man. Stay bought in because, like, uh, I mean, just being around something all the time will rub off on you. Like, mm. I hadn't touched the keys much, but I think watching my friend Ned play piano so much, eventually I just, like, started playing. I, I have melody. I have rhythm. So it's – I don't have music discipline, though. So it's just, like, it's, it's muscle memory, man. It's starting to do it. It's being um, – just what's the word i'm looking for not not consistent again man just like making it religious to you just doing it every single day just making it a priority yeah and, and music right now to me it's like it's more of a hobby man it's it's part of me but it's not all of me like if you were to take it away from me i'd still be i'd still be riley i'd still be a creative and i'd still be pushing to do my own thing uh yeah so um with your your new tape and everything, uh, where do you see music going for you in the next year or two? With this tape dropping, man, I hope people just see the versatility. Secondly, I just um, I'm looking to move around for a little bit, gain some new perspectives, see some stuff, uh, get some inspiration, and just honestly, my whole goal for music right now is to learn to write without rhyme, and make real music not just rap music like it doesn't even have to be pop just like stay me but also just write without rhyme and be different and find a way man that's that's my goal for this music the next couple months lay low be me live life and the music will fall in place what's meant to be will always be that's my take on it um so when you say when you talk about moving around, do you mean traveling the country or traveling going to Bali? You know. Yeah, um, I know. I know you're looking to get to Bali. I probably won't get to Bali. I've been trying to get my passport for a couple months now, and it's been slow. But yeah, I got some friends, West Coast, down south, up north, everywhere: New York, California, Florida. 
uh, Texas. I'm definitely looking to move around. I've been saving money, get my money right, and then we'll have this tape, monetize and get money, which is cool. A lot of people are like, do you make money from your music? And like the, que- the answer is yes, I do make money from my music. But um, there's definitely a lot to learn in terms of monetizing and making money from that. But that's not even the... Uh, the biggest thing for me at all, I could care less about the money, but it's it's cool to see the quality keep rising with each tape drop. But if we're honest, SoundCloud is not the main source of income for almost anybody, I would say, because their CPM is yeah, it, it's ridiculously right. low. Um, the, the only reason I know is because of the podcast. Um, obviously, we're not running ads at this point, but in a couple months we will be, hopefully. Ah, so you we've talked before and you've said you've talked about going to LA is that not no longer no I'm gonna I'm gonna make it out to LA I was actually supposed to live in LA this whole summer and my friends would hate on me like oh you're supposed to be in LA like this and that what are you doing like this and because I had it so planned out and mapped out and ready to go but sometimes life throws curveballs man and you gotta you gotta reroute and replan and just like appreciate what you have all we have is right now again so I mean, right now I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm at home. I'm staying with friends, so it's cool. But at the same time, I know it's not permanent. And, uh, yeah, my eyes are elsewhere. L.A. for sure, but I'm looking to move up the West Coast. I got buddies different places. So for me, it's just getting out of here, bro. That's that's all that's on my mind right now is being financially stable enough to get out of Cincinnati for a little bit and go see some stuff because the city, it'll uh, – It'll definitely it'll throw you off a little bit, man. It gets it turns to monotonous at times. I feel we're very it, we're in very similar situations right now, uh, both of us, you know. Uh, but is there anything you want to leave us off with? Maybe we'll roll the end clip of that one more time. Yeah, uh, the one thing I'll leave y'all with. I appreciate y'all listening to me talk. Um, I appreciate anybody that's listening to this out of spite of curious about the tape or just like what I'm doing. Uh, it's a lot of love. I've just been trying to disconnect, really just find purpose and also like really buy into what I'm doing. Um, if you have a dream, definitely chase it. Don't get lost in the opinions of sheep because that shit doesn't matter. And always know that nobody knows you better than yourself. So like do what you love, what you do and do what you love. That's all I got to say. I really appreciate you coming on today. Um, the tape will be on SoundCloud at 10.30 tonight, um, Eastern, of course. Yeah, yeah. Rye World. Uh, Rye wor- the tape is called Rye World. Yeah. Um, it's Ride a Kid with Two Eyes on SoundCloud. No spaces. No spaces. Not the, duh. Yeah, yeah. it's R-H-Y-D-A-K-I-I-D. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. I've listened through the whole thing a couple times now. I really, I really enjoy it. If you got time under your day, go take a listen to it. That's all we have for you today. I don't know, man. Just for the-
They call me a bluff, all the rappers pretend it's just know that I'm in it, I'm in it to win it eh, eh. Life is a trip and you living in West Butterflies, am I got it, am I really enough? Can't worry about people, slow down, ain't a rush Falling out, losing touch, I keep thinking I'm stuck